our message is entitled Life Movement, Life Movement. And this is something that is um, very important in what we're trying to you know, pursue as a church is really looking towards what brings life um, to the world that is around us. And it's re really sad because there's so many problems happening around us where uh, if you're a Christian, some people take things very uh, religiously um, where they will say, like, instead of actually helping people, they're like, you know what, give me a moment, I got to pray for you first, and then, and then I'll come around if I have time to help you. Uh, and it's just like, it kind of sounds Christian, but <laughs> at the same time, it kind of defeats the purpose of God's heart. And, you know, it gets really confusing, especially living as a Christian. What is, what is it that God wants us to pursue? Is it just a, a religious life where we're just doing religious things without seeing that relate to our reality? Or is it really this gospel message that even Jesus preached to save his field and to save the people that were there wherever he went, like his lifestyle was that of life. And here today, yes, life is difficult. It is tough. And we know that we need some kind of change to happen, right? Whether it be people or whether it be my circumstance, whether it be uh, the climate, political climate, or uh, whatever it is, we need some kind of change. But it's not happening. So we fall into deeper problems, right? And this is kind of how, a lot, I, I, this is like a pattern that we fall into a lot of times. It's like, man, life is tough. Man, something I got to change. How come no one's doing anything? <laughs> and the problems just persist. And yeah, that's kind of where Israel is t in, in today's passage. The prophet Ezekiel, um, it's been a while since we addressed him, uh, but we, we talked about him when we went through the Old Testament uh, on our Wednesday uh, meetings. But he is standing before these dry bones as God is leading him. And it's a valley filled with all these dry bones. And these dry bones represent Israel, right? And Israel, we have to see what state they were in. They were in a state where they had been conquered, they are powerless. On top of that, they have their own issues. They're stubborn. And they were unwilling to change, to change their circumstance. And what's crazy is that we're not that far off. We, too, are being defeated by today's culture. It's like, how can you fight against very loud people, right? Or maybe even within our family or even within the people that we know, it's like, how can they change? Or it could be maybe yourself. How can I change? Will anything change? Will, any, will people just be the same? Like, what? We feel hopeless. Israel was in hopelessness. They couldn't do anything about their circumstances. They didn't have the power. 
And when it comes to our circumstance, God is asking the same question that he's asking the prophet Ezekiel. He asks Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? What would you respond to that question? Oh, it's going to be hard, God. <laughs> oh, I think it's kind of impossible. Um, I tried. I don't know. You can take a whack at it, God, but, you know, <laughs> good luck, right? Like, we come approach it right off the bat as, no, it's not an option. Things are going to be the same forever. But Ezekiel responds in a very interesting way. He says, oh, Lord God, you know. <laughs> it, you can just kind of like easily just overlook that response. But I think it's so good because it's like he doesn't put it out of possibility. He's like, God, you know. You know if these dry bones can live. I don't, I don't know what the final point is. And when it comes to your circumstance, where are you? How do you answer that question? Can these dry bones live? Is your response, oh Lord, you know? Or is it no? <laughs> N-O, not K-N-O-W. <laughs> oh Lord God, no. <laughs> or oh Lord God, you know, right? Huge difference, huge difference. And this is where we have to see what, what took place in today's passage. The word of God and the works of God took place in this passage. We see that the word of God is our source of life. God gives Ezekiel his word. And from there, we see a proclamation of that word. And this led to the works of God. This is why I always, you know, challenge everybody in our church, hold on to the word when you pray, because what you're doing is you're proclaiming the word over your life, giving opportunity for God to actually be invited into your circumstance instead of just doing it alone. Satan wants you to do it alone. He doesn't want you to have God's, he doesn't want you to have anybody's help. He's like, yeah, you're right. You, you do it by yourself. You know, you're so, aren't, aren't you strong enough? Like, like that game, you know, you should be strong enough. So you should do it by yourself. It's, but the reality is we're not strong enough because we're human, right? Perfection is not something in the realm of possibility. We're not perfect and because we're not perfect we don't have all the energy and patience in the world to solve every problem that comes our way right that would require us to be a god or a goddess but do you feel like one today <laughs> not really because my if that was the case i should be doing a lot better if i'm a god or if i'm a goddess we proclaim the word of God because there's power and there is life. And what we see is these dry bones start connecting and 
God starts to put sinews and, <laughs> and muscle on top of it and on top of that skin. And now they became a bunch of bodies, but with no breath. And then God, he tells Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, right? He received the word and he proclaimed it. And breath came into them and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. God's breath, right, that stems from his word, gives life to dry bones. Dry bones have no use. If you pick them up, they crumble. <laughs> you know, there's not much use you can get out of the very, very dry bones. But the very breath of God, the very word of God that first of all, stitches all these dry bones and gives life to them has now purpose because breath has been given to them. And this is something that we need to see in actuality, right? We need to actualize this word. It's not just knowing about it or just hearing about it, but seeing this taking place in our reality. God, he is referencing these dry bones as Israel, he says, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Like, don't you feel like that sometimes? It's like, dang, hope is lost. My, my bones are so dried up because I'm sick of it, right? It's like the, that kind of like frustration where it just sucks the life out of you. Feeling like, oh man, we're cut off. We're cut off from blessing. We're cut off from hope. But he gives the word. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you up from your graves, O my people. God wants you to know who he is in the midst of hardships. It's not that God has abandoned you, but he is God who wants to be with you in the midst of these hardships so that he can be your source of strength, breathing the very breath of life, the spirit of God into your being so that you will be able to see purpose while you receive strength. He says in verse 14, and I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it, declares the Lord. He's planning to raise up Israel with purpose. 
This land I give to you, go. I'll be your strength. I will do it. This is what we need witnesses to today. People that actually see the word of God happen. Not more religious people, but more witnesses of the gospel. You know, why are we so embarrassed sometimes to share our Christianity? It's because we're not actualizing it. We're not seeing it in our reality. It's just kind of so far off or it's been so uh, caricaturized, right? It's like a cartoon, like silly, right? But we need true Christianity to rise up in this age, because there's so many people that are suffering, so many people that are dying without hope because this is their confession as dry bones and then they just end up staying as dry bones from the inside to their outside, right? Their lives become destruction. When we look at our home, our church, our field, this is our dry bones. It's only when the word of God comes that we have life. But what are you holding on to to bring your dry bones back alive? Is it just you, yourself? You just trying to solve it by yourself, right? Like this is, this is so important to answer. What are you holding on to to bring these dry bones back alive? Is it just your, you yourself? Is it somebody else? Like, what, what are you hoping in? And is that thing or person or whatever you're hoping in, is it eternal? Meaning, will it last you, right, beyond the moment? Or is it something that you can bank on that you will see Continuation happen. When the word of God comes upon you, that's important. The word of God has to come upon you to start to see these works take place. Because like we talked about, the word of God is the source of life, is our source of life. And the, procl the proclamation of the word is where we see the works of God take place in us. God, he is raising you up as a great army, for what purpose? So that we can stand as watchmen in this age. The watchmen in the Old Testament were people that would stand guard. They would serve two, pur two purposes mainly, to either welcome or to warn, right? And all this for the sake of life, to save the city, to protect the city. And for us, God is calling us as watchmen, if there is one watchman in our home, one watchman in our church, one watchman in our field, wherever you go, if you are that one watchman, that place, that field has life. That place has hope. Because you're not just any person. You are a watchman of the Lord. You are someone that has the very life of the word of God in you. I was sharing uh, in our first service that, you know, my, 
uh, great grandmother, she was that one person in our family that changed the the trajectory of our entire family line. And my mom, um, she she corrected me saying, or she further explained that that's that's uh you know Kim Samanim, that's her mom <laughs> that you're talking about. I'm like, oh, wow, you know. It's her mom that changed the direction of our family, where we were stuck in very Confucianistic <laughs> background and slash Buddhist background, but we came to know grace. We came to know Christ. We came to know this answer to this fundamental problem of sin, Satan, and being separated from God. She was the watchman to change a family line. And I shared a, a similar story with one of my professors in my seminary, Dr. Davis, Dr. James Davis. He, he shared that through his, I believe it was like great-great-grandmother, if it wasn't for her, the Davis family would remain in Ruin because back in those like back 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 in the, those days, you know, it was just really like the wild wild west. There's no rules, there's no direction. People were just living the way they wanted to live. But through that one person, that entire family transformed, changed. It really doesn't take a lot of people, but it takes one who is strengthened, empowered by God, because this is not an easy task, right? This is not something simple that someone, eh, I'm bored, let me try saving my family, <laughs> or let me try saving my church, or let me try saving my workplace or my school. That's not easy, because there's so many people, and there's, it's just like too many challenges, but it's not meant for you to solve on your own. It's meant for you to rely on God and his word. Because our source of strength comes from his word. And what we're doing is merely proclaiming his word. Asking God, communicating with him, like we've been talking about these past weeks. And seeing the reality, right? Seeing the word of God being actualized, and then we start to see things according to God's pace and God's time schedule. And when we start to see that, we start to see things coming together that others can't see, right? Even people close to you may not be able to see, but God will reveal to you and give you, like we sang earlier, peace. This is what we need today. It's not more religious people, but people that have the gospel and stand as watchmen to be that great army that God raises up in these last days, right? In these times that are just so dire. Because when you look at the news, when you look at what's happening throughout the United States and the world even, it's dire. It's really crazy. And you, know, you have no choice but to have some kind of anxiety because it's just so bad. 
But what we need today is the gospel, a return to the gospel. There's so many churches, but not many churches that have the gospel as the main. It's maybe like a side dish, maybe, <laughs> to some. But it has to be our main to save the people that are connected to us. So let us truly um, today see life movement take place in us. Whatever hardship, whatever impossibility that you have in your mind, like how can this change? Let's turn to God today, right? Let us ask honestly today and see God's time schedule for you, to see God's pacing for you so that you can see all these things come together to see true, like we talk about revival a lot in church, but if it, revival is not just like a meeting. It's not just a feeling. It's actually seeing the works of God take place like during Jesus' time, right? Those who were just outcasted by society now have an identity, right? Yes, we saw these miracles of lame men and, and women being healed. And we see demons being casted out. But, you know, that's the more like, whoa, <laughs> type of things. But what's more incredible is a transformation of the heart. It's so hard to change ourselves. What God wants to show you is this miracle, to see your life being transformed, right, from the inside out. Seeing true life movement where you, being a witness, can share now with those who need this answer so that they too can come alive. This is the kind of army God wants. It's not an army to kill, but an army to bring life. <laughs>